However, Matthew Kofi Okran, the professor of economics, University of the Western Cape, we spoke to last week, says IMF has recently produced a comprehensive view which deserves to be considered. I think what IMF will bring to the table is to lend a certain level of credibility to the policy direction that the country will be pursuing. South Africa stand a, a great chance. I mean, unlike most countries on the continent and, and even in most developing parts of the world, we don't really have big issues with our monetary policy, which is a very important part of the whole macroeconomic policy framework. As far as the IMF is concerned, I mean, they don't really care much about what goes on in the political realm. They deal with policy issues and, and, and it's got very little to do with the politics. And that was Matthew Kofiokram, Professor of Economics, University of the Western Cape. We're now on the line to Mishek Mutuzi, who is a lecturer of finance and doctor of philosophy candidate specializing in finance at the University of Cape Town. A very good evening to you and thank you so much for speaking to us. So you've heard that last end of Matthew Kofiokram. Kofi Okran's statement saying that it's actually got very little to do with the politics, referring to the IMF's possible intervention in South Africa. Do you agree with that? Well, I I partially agree with it, but uh, you see, when the IMF comes, it brings nothing new besides uh, the, the the simple policy, uh, policy of austerity. And on austerity Austerity can be applied uh, in the current situation without uh, the imposition of the IMF because my argument is the problem of South Africa is not entirely financial. There is a system that has created the crisis, and as long as that is not corrected, no matter how much funding flows into the country from wherever, it will still be digging the country deeper into debt. Isn't it that one of the things that when South Africa is being lauded in terms of its financial stability, does fiscal prudence not come into it? And as you say, what mainly the IMF would bring to the party is that of fiscal austerity, and you say we don't need it. So why are we talking about approaching them for something that we've been lauded for in the past in terms of fiscal prudence? Well, being talked about and uh, implementing it, it, uh, it seems to be far divorced in South African context. Because if you look at the policies and the blueprints that have been presented in different platforms, they are very amazing and fantastic. But when it comes to the implementation, you can hear what uh, the Minister of Finance uh, uh, confessed recently, less than a month ago, that a parastatal state-owned entities are not being bad after all. That's not uh, prudent and that's not uh, correct. It's not actually uh, something that we should expect to hear from the minister. We're looking at what has been happening in the circle of uh, state-owned enterprises. And that has been at the center of breeding the country's economy through the, 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 the bailout day in, day out. And the inefficiencies that have been in the circles of government and uh, some of the entities, it seems uh, that uh, the government is not interested in looking into those real issues. So my attack is not uh, on, on, on the program of IMF as being entirely bad, because it also comes with the and monitoring of how the money is used.
Mm. But then why do you say that historical evidence suggests that IMF-administered rescue programs are actually a recipe for disaster? Yes, it is, because uh, the the, the statistics, if you look at the statistics, even the IMF claims to have been part of their success, the statistics is also very questionable. So what we have, looking at the analytical uh, side of it, Austerity is not a, a, a sustainable policy uh, that has been successfully implemented anywhere. Because if you are saying if you have a boil on your leg, amputated, it's not entirely correct because some of these things can be corrected in time. So cutting expenditure at a government level cannot work. It can work on a personal level or at a corporate level. But at a government level, it will not work because... Simple equation is government expenditure, private expenditure put together will give you a national income. So if you are saying cut it, that's a contractionary policy that has a very strong impact on uh, on unemployment and 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 company growth. So if you look at the outcome of it, it will reinforce the inequality and uh, the poor standard of living that has been uh, bad living the, the economy like uh, South Africa. So then who should we be looking to? Should we be looking to the BRICS block for some kind of assistance, especially as you mentioned, given our agenda, what has been stated as a a previous agenda of reforming global multilateral financial institutions? Yes, uh, BRICS could be a good uh, direction to to follow because look BRICS has initiated its a new development bank uh, though i also have my reservations because uh, in china that, that is leading the BRICS, when it uh, offers a uh, loan it doesn't uh, come with uh, some 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 policy recommendations that uh, will also follow up on the prudence on the application or the disbursement of funds but look my, 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 my justification or my thoughts are what South Africa needs is not entirely bailout. What it needs is to reform, to reform itself and start approaching the real problems rather than following populist uh, policies. Because there is a situation and conditions that have led to the current crisis, and that is not lack of financing. Thank you so much for speaking to us. Uh, Ms. Sheikh Mutuze is a lecturer of finance and doctor of philosophy.